Hey everyone, it's These Nuts. We are absolutely nuts about all things real estate. Whether you're buying, selling, or borrowing, we cover the topics that matter to you, and even the ones you didn't know you needed to be concerned with. We are your hosts, Shane Hollenbach, nationally recognized mortgage lender, and Jason Crittenden, one of the highest ranked realtors in all of Arizona. Jason, why does that matter? Well, because we have some advice, we have some experience, and we believe you should pay attention. And do we have any promises? We do. We'll keep it short and sweet. We'll pump out quality daily content covering real estate questions you've been dying to ask for about selling a home, buying a home, or how to get financed. You have questions? We have answers. Hey, everybody. We're back for another episode of These Real Estate Nuts. Today, I have a part two episode with Sofia Medigovic. She is a 23-year veteran of selling new build properties, and uh, we are happy to have her. Welcome, Sophia, to the podcast. Thank you. And so today, um, we're, we're doing a part two. So this is, wait, what if I love the new home? Last episode, we talked about whether or not we could afford it, if the timing is right, and then we really wanted to understand pricing. So now we've done that, I think we're we're ready to buy. So let's kind of go through what to expect. What's what's the first thing that we might need to um, to address with the client? So at this point, like you said, we've already gone through our pricing, which is probably the biggest step in the process is just understanding what does that look like for you? Yep. Um, so now we're going to talk about what earnest money looks like. Um, for those of you that go, that may not be familiar, earnest money is kind of that good faith that you're going to put down to get the builder started on your new home. Yeah, I call it skin in the game, right? So if um, if you want the builder to start, uh, start moving and pushing dirt around, like there's got to be some kind of glue. Um, that's keeping you involved because they're doing their part. And so you're going to put down just a, a little bit of money. Uh, hey, so what is a typical uh, earnest deposit that you see with a lot of builders? I would say to expect probably between five and $10,000. Okay. And then sometimes it can be a percentage, right? Like they might say, I want 3% um, down. I, I saw that recently at, at a new build and they said uh, they needed 3%. And I said, okay, is that of base? And they said, actually, it's of base and upgrades. And so I got off the phone and then I called right back. I'm like, hold on a second. How, how, how would you know, like what my upgrades are if you know what I mean? And then they said, okay, so it's one, actually it's, a, they said a thousand dollars to begin with. Like you write in a contract, give me a thousand bucks within 10 days, you had to finish out 1%. And then within, it was like 45 days, you'll pick out all your options and then you'll do another percent. And then like 10 days before drywall, you do the, the third percent or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, that that makes a lot more sense to me. Cause yeah. uh, so it just depends on the builder. It does depend on the builder. It doesn't need to be um, as complicated. It's usually going to be a small percentage of what we're anticipating your final price to be. Okay. Now, um, I don't know if this is the time to get into it, but you might have to come up with a little bit more money at when you're when you're picking out options, right? This is, yes. Okay. Not always, but it's usually like if you do a certain dollar amount, then we're good. But when you go above that dollar amount, basically it's just more risk to the builder, right? You're asking me to order yeah. all of this special like upgrades. And so they want they want a little percentage of that. When the builder feels as though you're going to go over the threshold or what the average person in that neighborhood is spending, they're definitely going to look to collect a little bit more of that deposit. Yeah. And it actually probably is a consideration on appraisal too. They might be a little concerned like that you're overbuilding. It's absolutely a consideration on appraisal. Okay. Because um, we're going to look at that and we're going to go, okay, wait, you're higher than you know what most people are spending. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to need to put a little more money down just in case your home didn't appraise. We're going to ask you to take that extra money that you gave us and change your loan amount. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And so what else? Now we got to write a contract. Yeah, we're going to write a contract. Okay. So you've given earnest money. Um, contract part's pretty simple. These days, you're going to find that most builders are actually using DocuSign or yep. some sort of e-sign. Yep. 
Um, so the contract portion isn't really going to take place in the office. Not to say that that's not happening in some locations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where I'm going to send the contract to you and your clients. You're going to have 24-hour period to review that contract. Yep. Nothing changes at this point, right? We're not changing the contract. We're not changing any of your structural options. Um, and we've already got your earnest money locked in. Yep. And then uh, now this contract is is literally, I guess we should probably call it an offer because it does have to be signed off by somebody before it's official, right? Right. Yeah. And that's not done prior to me signing, my client signing, right? We would sign it, send it back, and then boss man somewhere. Yeah. So you're going to sign, you and your clients are going to sign first, and then I'm going to sign as the on-site salesperson, and then my broker's going to sign. Okay. That doesn't mean we don't have necessarily a deal because my broker hasn't signed. Yes. And so let's be reminded here, once you give your earnest money and we do that purchase contract, now you're locked in. Your pricing's locked in, your home site's locked in, everything should be good to go. Okay. So no, no fear there that it's going to, that they're going to come back and say no deal. Uh, it could happen, but not usually. It's, it's rare. Okay. And then, and then we got to talk about financing, right? Yeah. Financing. So, um, you've probably done a prequal with your own lender. If not, um, we're definitely going to suggest as that you do a, pre- a pre-qualification with the preferred lender of the builder. Okay. And- not all builders are going to require that. Um, usually when we do that, we are going to offer some type of concession towards closing costs. Mm-hmm. Um, does not mean that you necessarily have to use the builder's preferred lender. Just know if you decided to use your own lender, you may not receive those same concessions. Got it. Okay. And then uh, I guess the final piece of this this puzzle is uh, what about negotiating like price or incentives? I mean, is that? Jason, it's February 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what Sophia is trying to say here is uh, it, let's just go back in time. Is, is there a time where you could absolutely negotiate on uh, on your closing cost and or your purchase price. Yeah, I mean, there was a time where it was a little bit more difficult and new builds weren't as desirable where you may have seen maybe a change in a lot premium or some additional incentives towards your options that you were going to choose at the design center. Right. Um, you might see rate buy downs or extended build times or extended contingencies. So there's definitely was a time period in which negotiating with new builds was more of a common theme. But mm-hmm. I think you're finding today that there's such a demand for them that there's not there's not a lot of movement. There's right? not a lot of movement. Yeah, and and uh, just for the common Joe again listening to this, um, y- you know, it's it's not something to take offense to. It's just it is what it is, right? It's supply and demand. If you if you're the only one with a Mickey Mantle baseball card, it's just worth more, right? There's not a lot of them, and so it's worth more than than the next baseball card, so to speak. And so with new builds, they're extremely popular. And just to be blunt, if if you're not serious and ready to rock and roll, then Move aside, there is a uh, a guy and gal right behind you ready to lean on the pin and pay full price and 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 move forward. So that's that's you don't see a lot of room on the average, at least here in Phoenix, Arizona, with most builds. And of course, there's it's possible. You know, there's there's exceptions. These happen, but just don't go in there thinking you're gonna like bully these guys into like some kind of deal or whatever because <laughs> it's it, that's not happening a lot. All right, so cool. Now we've got the contract. We've got earnest deposit. We're we're rock and rolling. What's what's the next thing? Uh, we're going to get you scheduled for your design appointment. This is where you're, you're going to really drill down into those cosmetic features in your home, cabinet color, flooring, countertop styles. Once you've um, gotten to your design appointment, that's really where your final price comes into play. You should be all wrapped by, wrapped up by there and know know where you stand on the final house. Well, and then and then there's going to bulldozers coming out, the ditch witches and... Yeah, so a lot of builders start that process right at the time of contract. We might go out and pull that permit, which is mm-hmm. why it's really important that you can't make any changes once you've gone to contract, right? Yeah, so people don't understand that. You probably get that a lot. We're oh, like, yeah. hey, can I just, right? Can I just 
do this. Hey, I forgot to add a gas stub or we forgot yeah. to add this. And as much as we want to add that option for you, yeah. let me explain that a little bit. It's so, not as simple as just doing it. It's not. I mean, we make most builders make a commitment to those trade partners that we're going to have all of that information available to them once we pull that contract and start moving dirt. Yeah. So making those changes only hurts you as the consumer because that's only going to increase price, right? Totally. I've even had um, in the past when I bought a, a new build and it was just be- way before I was in real estate and I didn't understand things. Um, we were putting in base carpet and um, I think it was linoleum or something, right? And so we're, whatever the cheapest was, we were doing the cheapest because we wanted to put in flooring ourselves. And uh, we were like, can you just not put down flooring? Like just leave it concrete because it will save you money and me and time. And they're like, no. And I, I literally, I mean, I remember fighting with them because I'm like, why, why? you know, uh, I just didn't understand the process or appraisal. Like it can't, you can't even appraise it with just That's really concrete. it. It's not that we don't want to, but yeah. it's really an appraisal issue. That's the thing. You, you cannot sell the house to me and, you know, through a lender until that's done. Like, um, what they call, you know, health and safety issues, that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, it just to be clear, the builders aren't trying to be difficult. It, you know, if you come in with some plan afterwards, I mean, permits have been per- pulled months ago. Yeah. And that's what kind of starts the construction process too. So once you've signed that contract, we're pulling permit. And from there, most builders are going to offer you some type of construction process, or they're going to want you to be actively involved as we start building your new home. And that could look at many different stages, seven to 10 stages, depending on the builder. Yeah, We're going to invite you out. We're going to have you involved, meet the construction builder, go through those options again. And we're just kind of do this checks and balance and take you through that whole building process. All right. And then finally, uh, running concurrently with the build process. I mean, now you're getting a loan, right? And so the loan process is not going to be any different than when you're buying a resale property. I mean, you're going to uh, have to stay in touch with your with your lender. They uh, provide loan status updates to the builder so that they know that, you know, milestones are checking off and, and, um, you know, everything's on, on track. So it's going to be basically the same kind of process. It'll be a headache. It'll be fun. <laughs> the one thing I would say about that is if you're using the builder's lender, they're going to probably rush you through that process right up front in that first 60, 90 days to get that loan approval. And mm-hmm. then just kind of wait for the appraisal. Yeah. Same thing. If you're going to use your own lender, we're going to kind of rush them through that process and ask to get that up front. Yeah. Um, because we're making that commitment to start that build process for you. Right. We want to make sure the loan's moving just as well as the home is. Oh, totally. Awesome. Well, hey, Sophia, thank you for joining us with uh, with your time and giving us all your information about new builds. I know it's a huge topic that people have a lot of questions from, and I hopefully we answered them. Guys, thank you for tuning in and look for us on the podcast tomorrow. And that's solid gold. Yes. If you live in Arizona and you're looking to buy or sell or get a mortgage or refinance, we'd love to earn your business. Text loan to 602 975 2772 to reach Shane about buying or refinancing strategies. Text HOME to Jason at 602-975-2772. If you're looking to sell or buy in Arizona, or if you need a referral for out of state from my expansive national network. Guys, thanks for listening. Catch these real estate nuts on the flip side.